You're listening to part two of the episode where I speak with the Reverend Dr. Leah Shade about serious and disturbing subjects, including rape, abortion, and using religion to propagate dangerous beliefs. Be advised. I'm Yvette Walker, the host of the Positively Joy podcast, where we discover that joy is not a feeling, it's faith. You can find previous episodes at PositivelyJoy.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. However you found yourself here, you are welcome, and I believe it was truly God-destined. We are in Season 3, and this season has taken the podcast into the vantage point of what joy is. I'd like you to listen to each episode this season through the lens of how Jesus Christ defines joy. John chapter 15, verse 11 reveals this when Jesus tells us to keep the Father's commandments and abide in His love. Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Enjoy, and I pray you receive the message the Father has for you. The Positively Joy podcast is a member of the Spark Media Network and can be heard on the Edify app. You know, it's pledge season on some public radio networks. We don't do that here, but we can't exist without your support. Join my friend SP in becoming a Patreon monthly giver. You can give as little as $5 and receive some great benefits. Go to PositivelyJoy.com and click support. We're back in our occasional series on pop culture and faith. And Reverend Shade and I, in the last episode, explored the fictional and theocratic society, Gilead, in the series The Handmaid's Tale. This is the second part of that conversation. We unpack the TV show and its religious underpinnings. And we ask the question, is Gilead really Christian? Here's Reverend Shade. So let's talk about Serena Joy. Because oh, yes. This woman, this woman is so interesting. So first of all, she is the wife of Commander Fred Waterford. Yes. And in her household, they are in, basically enslaving a Fred. Her name is June, but she belongs to the Commander Fred. So her name is Offred but it's of Fred. And as we've stated before, you could be of Joseph, of Charles, whatever it is, you belong to the man in the household. But Serena Joy, like a lot of the women in Gilead, this theocratic dystopian society, is barren and she cannot have children. Couple interesting kind of points there. If you are a woman who can't have children, then you are less than. Even right. though, even though you are, you are, it, you're married to this commander and you are probably one of the highest ranking women in the society, you are still less than because you can't have women. Again, can't have children. Yes. So we see her in this role, in that role, but we also see her as willing to enslave another woman Yes. to be raped by her husband to have a child. Yes. But in the show itself, they kind of take you back to her backstory. And sometimes I think there's sympathy for Serena Joy, and sometimes there's not at all. So what, mm -hmm. are, your, what are your feelings about Serena Joy? Yeah, and I don't know if we'll have time, but my thoughts about Serena Joy are similar to my complex thoughts about Aunt Lydia because of the backstory that we're shown in, in a particular episode. But what I, I thought, that Serena and June 
we're going to become allies and remain allies. But what happened was after they were able to get Nicole, the, the baby Nicole, out and into Canada. And Nicole is the baby produced by June and Nick? Nick. Okay. Yes. And, yes. And, just, and, and just a really, really quick little backstory here. There was, there was some concern that the commander her, himself was, impotent, was not impotent, but could not have. Well, yeah, he was impotent. Yeah. He could not have children. He could not have children. Right. Yeah. And that is a problem because if they keep this monthly ritual raping of June and she's not producing children, then she's at risk. Right. And also Serena's not getting her baby. So right. she encourages Nick and June, who are already having a relationship, to go ahead, have sex. Well, I'm not sure if that's true. If the first no, time no, she they, they, her, she, they were she forced them to the first okay. time. Okay. 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 Yeah. But then they they developed the relationship afterwards. They get pregnant, and she de- she delivers a son, which now belongs to Serena Joy and the commander, Fred Waterford. Daughter. Daughter. I'm sorry, daughter. Yes, yeah. yes. N- okay, Nicole. So, mm-hmm. so just, just catch up with that. So, okay, yes. continue. So um, so once, they, once Serena and uh, June realize that this baby is going to be in danger after having witnessed what happened with uh, poor Eden— uh, which we mentioned in the episode, they conspire to get her out. And there is this amazing season finale, season finale where you see them having this moment as women being willing to give up this child for the sake of the child, for the child's safety. But after the child is gone, Serena is consumed, obsessed with getting the child back. And so um, they go, they, she turns on June and they go to Washington, D.C., where the whole headquarters is. And June sees handmaids that are not just wearing cows, but their mouths are literally sewn shut by metal bands. It is chilling, absolutely chilling. And uh, and she and, and they are at odds with each other. And Serena is this tall, elegant woman, and and uh, June is shorter than her. And the two of them are, are are at the Lincoln Memorial. Lincoln's head has been blown off. There's the obelisk in the background. The Washington Monument has been turned into a huge cross. And these two women facing each other. And June says, you will never be free of me until my children are safe. And there, from that point on, you know, there's, there's no, I hate to say it. I don't think there's any redemption for Serena. Because even into season four, she, she, she makes a choice to go down a very... Um, problematic path, to say the least. And um, even though she is abused and taken advantage of and maimed, she makes the choice to oppress June and others. Mm-hmm. And so I lost, I lost all sympathy for her. Even though she had, you know, she was this professional woman. She she helped to create Gilead. That's it was what I her book. It was her book, her writing that convinced people. And then 
uh, the ironic thing is she loses everything to get the thing that she wanted, which was this totalitarian theocratic society. She lost everything. That was her choice. Mm -hmm. I wanted to bring that up. And that's where I had some sympathy for her. We see her. She's an educated woman, professional woman. Um, She has these strong opinions and passions. When she and Fred together co-labor to create this society, she gets no credit at all. And and instead, she becomes second-class citizen. And as she sees it happening, she sees it happening. But she realizes that she can't go back now. I felt sorry for her then. I did feel sorry for her then. But it's not like she didn't know. Like, this is what she wanted. Like, I don't know. Did you well, not know? Like, she, this is, you she, know, well, she, well, here's the thing. She wanted it, but she thought that they were going to remain equal. She, I'm, I'm sure of it. I'm sure she thought in her mind that they were going to remain equal in this society. And, and when she saw that not happening, I think that blew her mind. But she realized, like you, like you say, I, I did this, so I'm just going to have to live with it. Yes, yes. And, you know, there's a point where she and June work together after, after the commander has been injured and is in the hospital. They write and, like, take over his business for a while. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, like, okay, the women are in solidarity. Yes. Like, I wanted to see more of that. I thought that she and Serena were going to bring it all down. I really thought that was what was going to happen. And mm-hmm. that is not the way the series went. <laughs> no, no. That amazing scene that you just described in front of the, the uh, Lincoln Memorial, is that, at the, is that the season finale of three or four? That is in season three. Okay. Um, it, but it's not the season finale. Okay. It's just, okay. It's just a, uh, I can't remember which episode it is, but it is in season three. And it is, it just, I think one of the things that's so, it just gets to the heart of of us is, again, how fast something, how fast a democracy can fall. And, you know, there's this, the the article that you sent me that where where, uh, Margaret Atwood is, is talking about her book and she says, Nations never build apparently radical forms of government on foundations that aren't already there. Yeah. So the kinds of things we're seeing or have seen in the last four years and are still continuing to see, the foundations were there. So on the one hand, I think this is a cautionary tale. But on the other hand, sometimes I think people read The Handmaid's Tale as an instruction manual. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, if you um, if you have been listening and you haven't heard the original episodes, please go back to PositivelyJoy.com and listen to part one and part two of our conversation about The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, Leah, thank you so much, and we will see you soon. Thanks a lot, Yvette. Thank you for listening to Positively Joy today. Go to PositivelyJoy.com for inspiration, encouragement, and past episodes. 
follow the podcast, and review and subscribe wherever you go for podcasts. Don't forget to check out our cool merchandise with our new logo. And also, on the website, go to the Talk tab and leave us a message on what you love about Positively Joy and what you'd like to hear in the future. Again, thanks so much for being with us. Bye for now. Bye for now.